from St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas, a joyful Christian community. This is Soulful Sundays, a weekly podcast of our 5 o'clock service. I'm Patrick Miller, Director of St. Mark's. Welcome. reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Now Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. But when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he did not answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many accusations they make against you? But Jesus gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now at the festival, the governor was accustomed to release a prisoner for the crowd, anyone whom they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Jesus Barabbas. So after they had gathered, Pilate said to them, 
Whom do you want me to release for you, Jesus Barabbas, or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that they had handed him over. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with that innocent man, for today I have suffered a great deal because of a dream about him. Now the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus killed. The governor again said to them, Which of the two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? All of them said, Let him be crucified. Then Pilate asked, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. Then the people as a whole answered, His blood be on us and on our children. So Pilate released Barabbas for them, and after flogging Jesus, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped Jesus and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting some thorns into a crown, they put it on his head. They put a reed in his right hand and knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spat on him, and they took the reed and they struck him on his head. After mocking him, they stripped him of the robe and put on his clothes. Then they led him away to be crucified. As they went out, they came upon a man from Cyrene named Simon. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall, but when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his clothes among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down there and kept watch over him. Over his head, they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes and elders, were mocking him, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. He is the King of Israel, let him come down from the cross now, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God, let God deliver him now, if he wants to. For he said, I am God's Son. The bandits who were crucified with him also taunted him in the same way. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. At about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. At once one of them ran and got a sponge and filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. 
Then Jesus cried again with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified. And they said, truly, this man was God's son. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We uh, read you the story of the triumphal entry. And then I just read you the story of the triumphal entry. Uh, Palm Sunday is a weird day. Uh, It's the end of Lent, beginning of Holy Week. And we do this thing to you, just like we did on Ash Wednesday. We put ashes on your forehead and told you don't make a show of your faith. And then we send you out into the community with ashes on your forehead to show that you were faithful. Um, On Palm Sunday, what we do is usually, is march in here and praisey, happy songs, and then read you that and leave in silence. Some bookend of hallelujahs and crucify him. It's an amazing and strange thing that we do. Uh, sort of like life, this amazing and strange thing that we do called living, where when you're born, it's like, oh my gosh, it's a baby. And when you die, it's like, oh my God, it's so sad you died. It's this sort of odd, seasonal, weird existence. A lot of people right now are really freaked out. There's this invisible thing going on, uh, and nobody can do anything about it. Doesn't seem to be a cure. Uh, Nobody seems to be able to kind of get out except mitigate, stay inside. The vigilance is beginning to wear on us. Uh, my wife and I were talking about how we all kind of have vigilance fatigue. We're doing everything we can to mitigate, to stay home, to wash things, to not touch things, to wear masks, to be ready. And it's just draining. Like, how much longer do we have to go? Sometimes you hear, like, well, you have to go to the end of April. So, no, well, we have to go into the summer. We may have to go back in in the fall. We don't know. It reminds me of this other invisible thing that we have going on with us this invisible thing that's always with us and sort of been with us ever since humans became humans, the invisible thing of death. Holy Week reminds us of that. We sort of walk into this dramatic death of Jesus and it reminds us of our dramatic death too. We all will have one. Coronavirus, car wreck, you're going to die. And that's hard. We sort of ignore that fact and the way we used to be, but now it's in front of us a lot and we're paying a closer attention to what really matters. 
We're paying a closer attention to power, I think. And the difference in power for me is how is power used? Is it power over or is it power for? And this week we were reminded how God uses power. The rulers uh, of the day use their power over Jesus to killing. God uses his divine power for life, to raise Jesus. And it's this power for that Palm Sunday takes its grist. What's the power for? It's for life. God's power is for life. Hypervigilance, all of it, we need to be reminded of God's power and who it's used for. You. You. Holy Week is for you. All of this is for you. The crucifixion was for you. Remember that. Stay well. Alleluia. He rode into that town. He crucified. He was crucified. Rather, they put him in that tomb. The next time I talk to you, Easter.
This episode was produced by St. Mark's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. Special thanks to our band, led by Cameron Deason-Hammond, and featuring Jeremy Nuncio, Asher Pudlow, and Andrew Gordon. Join us every Sunday for Soulful Sundays at 5 p.m. at St. Mark's, 3816 Bel Air Boulevard in Houston, Texas, or visit us online at stmarks-houston.org.